the reality is really find an initial problem that your experience or the training you have can offer somebody that's slightly below you and offer something of value that will help them move move forward and then find there's various mechanisms that you can test will people pay money for for what you're going to offer and keep it small because actually your first batch of students you're going to learn an enormous amount from those actual first batch of students you're really going to learn what their real concerns and problems are and it's really going to be informative for your next course you're listening to real marketing real fast the only podcast that brings you unfiltered undaunted insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers prepare to dive deep into marketing myths breakthrough models and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business and now here's your host marketing expert doug morneau Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today, we're going to talk about all things e-learning, online courses, and that whole industry. And joining me in studio today is Jonathan Denwood. He runs a company called WP Tonic. He is a leading influencer in the WordPress space, and he's also a fellow podcaster with a focus on e-learning, entrepreneurship, and WordPress. He's a champion of the uh, of e-learning and works with entrepreneurs who want to build substantial Substantial online businesses. Many people have great experience and a lot of knowledge to share in their fields, but the, you know we all get caught up in choosing and trying to choose and implement the right technology to get our first course out. So Jonathan's going to help us demystify that and he's going to help us work through the process of getting over this hurdle so we can concentrate on marketing our courses to our target audience. Jonathan also helps those who have found themselves trapped in a SaaS platform, which they've outgrown and they want to move to a more flexible and powerful WordPress platform where they can be in complete control of the design elements and the functionality of their online course. There are multiple uh, balls for us to juggle uh, when we're launching an online course and to manage a course successfully. And Jonathan has some great insights to help you get over those fears. So we're going to talk about what it takes to build your first online course and what the difference is between WordPress and a platform such as Kajabi. So welcome to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today, Jonathan. Well, hey, Jonathan, I'm super excited to have you on the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Doug. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Well, it's interesting looking at your background because we were kind of kindred hearts in that we're both, um, you know, in the online space and, and trying to help our clients make a difference in the world. And I'm in your camp. I'm a big WordPress fan. So do you want to share just a little bit of your background on, on you know, kind of what you guys are doing and how you got there? Yeah, sure. I try and keep it as... Um not too big a intro as possible. Basically, um, I'm not American. I was born in Britain. I came to America about 12 years ago. Uh, my wife was American. She got fed up with the rain, Doug. And um, <laughs> I had a successful retail business in the UK, which I started when I was 24. Run that for over 20 years. And I was a little bit burnt out. I got into web design and development as a hobby, really. And I got into computers at a later stage of my life. And I was doing some um, development work 
Usually it actually flash. I was big into flash and actually oh, yeah. scripting in the day. Shows yeah. you how old I am. And then we moved we moved back to America and now we live in beautiful northern Nevada and near Lake Tahoe. And I'm really blessed to live in such a beautiful area. And it's still reasonably close to Sacramento and the Bay Area. And um, I basically um, became a freelance developer um, specializing in WordPress. I got into WordPress just before version 3. And that was when the menu structure was introduced and action post types. So there were early days. So I got into WordPress and that became my um, passion and platform. Well, that's really cool. I mean, that's it's cool. I mean, you've seen lots of changes then because, um, you know, I've used it for a long time. And like you said, it's improved greatly over the years. Oh, yeah. It's become a total CRM, a content management system. And then about two, almost three years ago, um, I was trying to find a niche and I did a job um, for agency um, where they had a client that was looking to utilize WordPress for a membership learning management website, and I really enjoyed the project. So I decided why not specialize in that area. And that's what I've done. And it's been one of the best decisions. Funny enough, it's not intuitive, really, to um, specialize in one area, but um, I've really enjoyed it. And I've had the best year ever for my business, Um, really specializing in helping people with membership learning management systems based on open source software, i.e. WordPress. Well, I mean, like you said, it may not be intuitive, but I mean, if I want to have somebody um, on my team, whether it's for myself or my client, to set up an LMS, I I want a specialist. I don't want a generalist who can, you know, recommend one of 15 platforms and knows a little bit in each. Exactly. And we mostly work with Lifter LMS and LearnDash. They're the two leading products are not being disrespectful with the other WordPress plugin learning management systems out there, but they're the two that we mostly work with. I personally know the owners of both um, businesses and they're great teams, highly respectable. Um, Chris and from Lifter, Chris and Tom from Lifter LMS and Justin from Learn Dash. They've been on my own podcast for interviews, and they're both great plug-in systems that really um, I have no, they are slightly different. Um, they have strengths and weaknesses, but both are great. Well, I mean, we should uh, talk, uh, you know, make sure our listeners are, are, are get the grasp of, you know, what the, what the market looks like. So I had recently read that the spend for online courses this year is around $8 billion. Yeah, so I read that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we get the same emails and read the same stuff. Probably. So, I'm thinking, so if, if people are wondering, hey, is there an opportunity for me to to develop either a side hustle or to grow my business by offering online training? It sounds like the answer might be yes. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting things is um, we've got to keep a balance here. So I'm going to attach an additional comment to what I'm just about to say. Um, one of the great things about this, Doug, is that it's it's a real opportunity for somebody to build a real business online, which is possible to do with still doing their day day job. Yeah, you don't have to throw, throw you know throw everything you know put your house up 
remortgage it, um, buy a franchise, you know, get yourself into debt and with a hope and a prayer. I'm sure you do your your diligence, but, you know, franchise, physical franchise is extremely expensive. But you could start this and, and it's manageable. It's possible. It's not pie in the sky. You've got to obviously know what you're doing. Um, I would suggest hiring us to help you. The advice side um, that we provide is great value. Um, I've got a great team of experts, other freelancers, other people that work for me directly. So we're passionate about this, and I think we offer a lot of value. But the only additional bit is it will require work, you know, and I don't want to knock pa- pa- you know, people that say that, you know, you can build this and it'd be um, passive income. Because I'm sure you know, Doug, there's nothing passive about running the business. And so I kind of knock those people um, that say, you know, you can build something like this and it will just be passive income. But on the other hand, I still think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think you're right. The, the passive income, um, I mean, you may get passive income if you're investing in the equity markets where your only requirement is to, you know, kind of be checking on the market. But I mean, even in passive income, if you're buying homes or rental homes, you've got property managers and meetings and taxes and lawyers and all those sort of things. So, yeah, I'm sure somebody's got a solution for a truly passive income where you don't have to do anything and money just shows up. But honestly, I I haven't found it. So, can we move into, um, you know, the, the course, the opportunity to, like you said, either start a side hustle or to use this to supplement what you're doing as a consultant or business practitioner. But what does it take for somebody to set up their first online course? It sounds like a really overwhelming, daunting task. You're going, okay, I want to have an online course. Where do they start? Well, it's a great question. And um, the main thing is not to make it a daunting task. That A lot of people that do their first course, and this is totally understandable, is to prove that they're offering great value to their students. They feel that they've got to literally build war and peace in, in course format. <laughs> um, it's yeah. got to be like 15 sections. Um, it's got to be um, like... 20 weeks in length it's gonna have video it's gonna have downloadable pdfs it's gonna have this that and the other and the reality is really find an initial problem that your experience or the training you have can offer somebody that's slightly below you and offer something of value that will help them move move forward and then find there's various mechanisms that you can test. Will people pay money for for what you're going to offer? And keep it small because actually your first batch of students, you're going to learn an enormous amount from those actual first batch of students. You're really going to learn what their real concerns and problems are and it's really going to be informative for your next course so treat that, you know, build that first course, but it's a minute, it's a minute, it comes from the startup community, build your first minimum practical course, your first minimum product, yep. um, and then learn from that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I mean, lots of times in in marketing or in, in, you know, someone wants to write a book or write something, they paint this really big expectation for themselves. And I'm in a place in my life now where if somebody has an online course or training, 
I'm actually um, less likely to buy it if it's 20 weeks or it's, you know, 500 videos. What I'm looking for is, and maybe it's just my personality, I'm looking for a course that's one video long that can solve all my problems today. And I'm happy to pay, pick a number, $1,000 to solve the problem. If you could do it in the day, I would just, I'd, I'd give you the money more quickly than a guy that's going to make me take a week to go through all the stuff. You said not commanded a rush, Doug. Yes. <laughs> well, it's you know, I've like I've I've been through the courses like you said that are that are like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks long, and it's like yeah. let's just get on with the program. Just tell me how yeah. to solve the problem. Yeah, I think there's a balance. Of, there's a balance depending on what the problem is, but there is a balance. But they feel, um, and it's totally understandable. I'm not. You know, if I was in the person starting their first course, I'd be just in similar attitude that they 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 really need they really want to offer value. They really think they've got to really offer a ton. And if it's pushed too far, it's, it does the opposite. It does what you've just said. It puts off potential students from actually signing up. The other thing is price. Now, pricing is a strange beast. If I could offer, I was talking to somebody on this morning on my own podcast about pricing. This is a very individual that has a very successful course platform um, around digital marketing and SEO. And it was an individual that's worked with PayPal and, and a number of other Fortune 500 companies but he was uh, he was giving examples where the, where he's had to adjust pricing, and adjusting pricing has made an enormous difference on a course that didn't seem to be selling. Then suddenly, and it wasn't always downwards. That's the thing. He gave an example where he had a ten dollar course that didn't go anywhere. He lowered it to five, still no sign up. Then he put it up to over fifty dollars, and he had over two hundred people sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. there's no rival reason. I'm fascinated by it, but pricing is a nightmare, Doug. So do you have any advice or, you know, I mean, you've probably seen um, hundreds of people come through your, your doors that you've helped to, to help them launch the course. Is there any rhyme or reason to how you should price what you're doing? I think it's down to getting this minimum viable course developed and then offering it at a price that's not too low. Around the $50 mark, I think, is a sweet point to start off with this. And then, you know, give a discount for those that sign up early, maybe. Get that splash page up and say, you know, you're looking at developing this course. If you sign up early, you get bonus or some extra value or you can get a discount on the price. But I think the $50 mark is a sweet point to start off with. What do you think, Doug? I don't know. It's, I guess, like I said, it depends on the problem that you're trying to solve because, you know, the market's different. I mean, I've been working, I, I published a book a little over a year ago and I thought, hey, I should take the book and I should expand it into a course. And I started doing some research on pricing mm. and I was, you know, I'm thinking, hey, I should, I should understand this. And I got some direct feedback from the marketplace very quick. And the feedback was, it's too cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I thought, hey, you know, I'll start at like $500, $495 US. And the guy said, really? I said, yeah. He said, then I'll buy one right now. I said, it's not done. He said, yeah, I know that. But I want to give you my credit card right now. And I want to tell you something. I said, okay. He said, have you processed my card? I said, yes. He says, good. It should be at least $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, 
Okay. Um, so there's now that's not enough feedback to validate. I mean, uh, that's a that's a that's a, sur- a small survey. But when somebody speaks with their credit card, you know, I, I have more respect than someone just giving me uh, give me advice. Yeah. Exactly. But it just depends. But I thought about it. Based on my experience, it was a very journalistic answer, but I thought I better provide something But around that mark. Because you, you get a lot of people think, you know, just charged. I think when it's a Unami price of 10 bucks, yeah. I think you, you're starting to have some problems because you know, they're notorious discount discounters and i'm not totally against you and me i think if you're looking I, I interviewed a guest a few months ago and unfortunately i forgot his name but he built his business in paid for click and he's the most and um, we sold over 100,000 courses through udemy around google paid for click and training yep but he done it as a, a way of building a brand, and now he he sells his courses on his own platform. But as a way of building a brand recognition, um, I think Unami has some benefits and it's great. But building a real business on somebody else's platform, especially when they're notorious discounters like Unami, it's not a great idea, Doug. Yeah, I'm always a bit skeptical about having anything on anybody else's platform. And, you know, that's why I've been a big uh, proponent of, you know, build your own email list. You know, I, yes, we use social and our clients use social, but we have no control over the social media networks and how long they'll let us use it the way they let us use it. And the rules are always changing. So that's a great transition into, you know, why you'd want to build your course on your own platform. So, you know, the question I've heard people, I've been on calls with people and they're going, okay, I want to do this, but I don't know where to start. Do I start with uh, Kajabi? Do I start with Infusionsoft? Do I start with Active Campaign? Do I start? And so there's this confusion around, you know, all these options. So how do you guide somebody from a, hey, okay, I've got an idea for a course. I've started to produce some content. Now I need to take it to the next level as I need to be able to get this into a platform so I can, whether I'm going to run a beta or I can start selling. Well, if if it depends on what your what the business outcome is, if it if it's really just going to be a, a small side project which offers some additional income, and that's what it's always going to be. You now look at Teachable, you know, for that particular purpose. I think it's it's got some great strengths. It's got some fundamental weaknesses, but it's got some strengths if that is the purpose on the other hand if you're if you're used to wordpress and you want to stay in the wordpress world there's a number of solutions that can get you up and running just as quick as teachable now if we're going into kajabi territory you know don't get me wrong the two founders of kajabi are fantastic marketers you know they are expert on online marketing and they've done a a fantastic job of building kajabi now it's a swiss army knife and that has its strengths and weaknesses and to build a kajabi site even utilizing what they say is their suite of integrated tools is no easy undertaking and you know they they tend to emphasize, and I'm not su- suggesting in any shape or form that they're misleading, but they do suggest that you can just go into Kajabi and build something that has all the auto 
marketing automation, the pipelines, the landing pages, the courses, and they can do it, and it's going to be easy. Well, based on what and I've built, we have built out some Kajabi membership sites for people, you know, because they've been committed, but they still wanted to work with us. I, I try not to do it because we specialise in WordPress, but they've been, you know, but it isn't easy, you know, that's yeah, what gets yeah. me. And the problem is you're building a business on somebody else's platform and also there's restriction on design. And look, on the other hand, it used to be difficult to build landing pages, to actually build marketing funnels. But in the past year, a, a lot of those restrictions, that's why people went to Brendan's Click Funnel. Sure. But anybody that's utilized ClickFunnel, you know, it's a great product, but in design terms and some key functionality, it has its restrictions. Where with WordPress, because of the plugin construction, is that instead of getting a Swiss Army knife, you can select plugins that are top of their product in that specific functionality that you're looking for. So ending up with something that's not good at it's not terrible, but it's not good at everything. You can end up with the best of of a particular niche and combine it into a WordPress platform. Yeah, as you're talking, I just made my notes. It's really about coming up with a list of minimum requirements. So it's what is it you need it to do? I mean, uh, we're looking for a particular product now looking for a new CRM. And I've used a variety of platforms. And it really came down to saying, so what is the true functionality that we need? Like there's there's stuff that will do everything, including, you know, make coffee and order me breakfast. But what do I really need? And when we scaled it back, we went, well, you know, we can get a much smaller solution because these are the these are the features and the functionality that we need. And I think often with CRMs and online pro- platforms, we get sold this huge suite of stuff, then we use 5% of it. Well, I think, you know, we, in our pre-show talk, you mentioned one of my interviews. And I'm, don't get me wrong, it, you know, I'm not against this particular product. But Infusionsoft comes to, came into my mind as you were talking. Now, Infusionsoft has gone through a, a rebranding. It's it's now called Keep. Yeah, but they are two separate. Keep is aimed at the small business market. Infusionsoft is aimed at a more individual, at a large with a larger business. But when Infusion started, it was the only solution for a lot of problems. If you're on online marketing at a price that was affordable it wasn't cheap but in food there was a you know infusion soft it caused a lot it could cause a lot of infusion it was it's a difficult product and uh, you know i would never recommend it to a client unless they were at a certain level of mark needing marketing oomph yep. you know i used to utilize active campaign quite a lot but recently who's who the founder of this particular product is a WordPress plugin. It's called Groundhog. Yep. And Adrian's become my co-host. He and his team have built a fantastic plugin that enables you, and it's got a great simpler interface than Active Campaign. And, it, and it's a great WordPress plugin. And he's actively got 
VC support now. So its future is guaranteed and he's building it out with his team. And I think it, in the coming months, it's going to be a real engine. Uh, so you won't have to go outside the WordPress ecosystem to have a great CRM, Doug. Well, that's really exciting because it, like you said, it really comes down to, you know, if you're a brand new startup, should you go to Infusionsoft? Probably not. Not a great idea. No, um, I would never recommend that really. If you're going to build your business and you want to you want to be in the eight-figure realm and you need something that's really robust, well, that's where all the eight-figure guys are camped. Yeah. Um, so like you said, look at, like you, I think you said at the beginning, start, get something out. So same with the course idea, get something out and, and get it working. So proof of concept and then build. And I think if we take that advice on our marketing and the tools that we use, that we don't need to buy the Ferrari when all we need is a skateboard, you know, let's start, you know, start uh, small and then grow it. You know, I'm, I can only base it on my own experience, Doug. I'm sure somebody like yourself or people in your team, but the average per business owner, they it's impossible for them to get to set up Infusionsoft on their own. It's just it's not going to happen unless they've got a lot of prior experience in digital marketing and setting up Infusionsoft. They're going to end up having to buy a get the help of a consultant. Something like you know, Active Campaign can get pretty hairy, but it's possible with Groundhog because of the interface. You know readings some of their tutorials average person of average intelligence can knock up some marketing automation and be quite truthful that's one of the one of the power one of the great things of click funnel is it's reason you know it's reasonably easy to build something it's got some other fundamental the same thing with kajabi but um, Kinjabi's got a hell of a lot going on, and you certainly got to do some studying. You're certainly not going to dive in and if you've got no prior knowledge and start knocking all this together. That's why I've got to be careful with my wording. Is that I just feel it's slightly misleading some of Kajabi's propaganda, if you understand what I mean. Well, I think that, you know, that's not um, uncommon. I mean, the, you've got marketing software companies marketing their software to consumers and, and, and entrepreneurs. And what's interesting to me is, I mean, I love where you live. I've been, I've, I've been through your neck of the woods a few times for business. And I was down in Lake Tahoe at a conference and I was talking to another entrepreneur there and they had click funnels and lead pages and they were infusion soft and they were moving to active <laughs> campaign. And so they had all these things. And I said, so how are they working? And, and they just, they were really honest. They said, you know, we've bought all these things, but we really don't know how to use any of them. So, you know, I think you're right. So you, you, you buy one, whatever the tool is, and you open it up and then you realize that it's not so intuitive that you can just tell the computer what to do. You need to study it and you need to go through the help videos and the training videos, unless you've got a team to do that. And so then you shelf it and then the next offer comes along and you buy that. And then you quickly realize that's not going to be my easy solution either. So at some point you're going to need some help. Yeah, that, that's the truth. But I think with this minimum, you know, you can either use Learn Dash or Lift LMS. You can buy the whole thing, the basic, free. To actually set up where you can take payment, it's going to probably cost you $99 for their Stripe add-on. Yep. With Learn Dash, for one site license, is $149 roughly. And that comes in, you can take Stripe and PayPal with buying that. Used to not have that, but they have had a massive update recently with learn dash 3.0 where um justin hired one of the leading wordpress 
design agency, 10UP, to help him, which is based in Sacramento, 10UP. Jake, who's the, um, I've actually interviewed Jake a couple of times, who um, founded 10UP, is one of the premier WordPress agencies out there for development and design, has over 100 people work for him. They helped Justin develop the UX design. And in my opinion, it's got a better UX front and back end design than Kanjabi, Doug. So what do people do if they're on another platform? Because that's often the other challenge too, is you get into a platform and I'm not going to go through and naming specific CRMs, but as a CRM example, there are some companies that once you're in their platform, it's very difficult to get your data and to move, which which shouldn't necessarily be the case. That's not a really good way case to build um, customer retention, making it difficult for people to leave if they don't like you or or they've outgrown you or whatever the, the reason for changing it. So you know, do you work with companies that are saying, hey, I'm on, I'm on this platform and I really want to have it on my own system to, to be able to painlessly migrate and get back up and running? It's a great, it's another great question, Doug. You know, obviously we're, we're mixing learning management systems with CRMs. Well, I use CRM as an example, but okay, so with LMS, so if somebody's on a different LMS system, you know, it was more my point, you know, can you move them from a, a hosted situation to a WordPress situation where they own it? So go from renting to owning. Yeah. And it applies to both, you know, both learning, what I'm going to say about learning management systems and CRMs. The truth is, no, there is no easy way to do it. We can do it for you and we offer packages to do it. And the price depends if you're going to sign up for a year, one of our year hosted plans, the price goes down. If you're going to go month to month, we have to charge you a bit higher because we're taking the risk that you might jump ship. Yeah. I don't see why. I haven't had many people, but you can't please everybody, can you, Doug? But the truth is, Kajabi, Teachable, all these sat, all these learning management systems on the crm side active campaign drip their business model is i'm sorry i'm just going to be blunt about this their business model is not to make it easy for you to escape their clutches it's part of their they would deny it to some extent but that is part of their business model doug now when you're looking at learning management system lift lms and learn dash you can they offer um, a JSON export format where you can export the data. You will not even using, and I've been a bit geeky here, but the JSON is a great morphology technology, but you can't just take the learn dash and then put it into Lifter and boom, you're going to have your course up. That is not possible, but compared to the situation with the leading um, SaaS products like Kajabi, and I'm, it seems like I'm knocking Kajabi, but I'm not. But I'm just explaining the reality of the situation. There is no easy way of exporting the data. It's got to be done manually. Well, I'm sure. But I mean, is that so that's something that's a service that you guys offer? So if someone is in a different platform, a hosted platform, and they want to move to something they have more self-control or more control over the design, the look and feel and own it. That's something you can help them do. Totally. So looking forward in the next six to 12 months in your industry, what are you most excited about? Well, I'm really, I, I, I've spoken to a number of people in the area with my own podcasts and 
some you know there's there's two outlooks some people i think if you're in this kind of um there's a kind of thing going on on the internet if you go to youtube and watch anything about online marketing or anything you start getting a lot of videos saying we've got this course we've got and it will tell you how to start up a business on amazon or it will teach you how to set up a shopify web e-commerce website and selling stuff that you can we'll show you suppliers from china and how you can become a millionaire in six months by following our detailed plan and they're talking to you and in the background they've got a ferrari or lamborghini which they rented for the for the day shoot obviously <laughs> but there's a lot of that going on is there doug and i think people are starting to get a bit wise and there's these certain and i think it's cultural in a way it appeals to now americans i love americans i've become an american citizen i have dual nationality but the future of actually learning of people giving real value and i i can only see it getting bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter the idea of going i think there will always be a place and I think universities, a lot of universities are really going to have to change the way they structure themselves and um, the idea of going to a physical entity like a university and spending four years of your life there. I think the days of that, of the writing's on the wall already. And I think people more and more are going to expect their training online, Doug. Well, and I think, you know, the, there's a hybrid in the balance. I mean, this is no different than events. So, you know, there's lots of events, you can do virtual events, but often, you know, nothing really builds a relationship and, and builds your network quicker than than sitting having a, having a coffee or a beer with someone face to face. So I think you're right, there's going to be a change for sure. But I think we still need inner, you know, human connection. And so it'll definitely be a combination because we, you know, I work home base. I love working home base. But every once in a while, I need to go out and meet a few people and not just uh, just uh, beat on my computer. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I do, honestly. I think you're totally correct there. I think an example of that, that started in the 1960s and based in Britain, was it's called the Open University. And it enables mature students to get a normal British degree is about three years in length. But it allows somebody to get a recognised degree from a respected organisation, which which is government-backed, the Open University, in five years. And you can do it online with, depending on the course, with weekend meetups and summer camps as well it's a hybrid that totally meets what you've just said and i think that will increasingly become a, a pattern when it comes to higher education and then you've got the whole area which is a total separate conversation about using learning management system for company training and all staff on boarding yeah which is another whole different section doug Absolutely, I've I've got a friend of mine um, uh, in the in the U.S. in the um, 
St. Louis area, and uh, he runs a very large team of um, uh, staff offshore. And he's done a very good job at documenting the process and building the systems. And he's done exactly what you've said. He's got a lot of the systems are documented and set up for onboarding and training and all the tools and applications so they can serve their clients best. And it's set up so it doesn't require a person to be answering those questions and making those introductions. It's it's basically a, uh, you know, a self-serve um, option, which works really well. Yeah, I totally agree. So a couple of questions for you. Who's one guest do you think I absolutely have to have on my podcast? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, you did warn me. Um, I did warn you because it, it seems to be a tough question. So I thought I'd give you a heads up. I just wondered. I think there's one, Cole Carson. He came on the show and he, he runs the learning platform. And he, um, he's been involved in the learning area for a long time. And he came on my podcast and he's been quite controversial uh, about his statements about the future of traditional education and especially higher education because he came on my podcast about six to eight months ago and we had a great discussion and he basically he feels that apart from um, the Ivy League universities that in the next 10 years the bulk of state and private universities that have online campuses a lot of them are going to go under he don't he don't, really doesn't see the debt student debt being sustainable i agree with him and he fundamentally feels that um getting back a more beneficial system would be trade schools the traditional apprenticeship this expansion in higher education in the u.s and and in britain and requiring students to get in mind-bending debt at the beginning of their career, he just doesn't really see that it's sustainable, nor do I, Doug. Yeah, it's changing times. I mean, our kids are all through school and they're higher education and we've got grandkids coming and I really just don't know what that's going to look like. So let's move on to the most important question. So for our listeners, what's the best way that they can find you, reach out and connect with you, learn more about you, your company and uh, you know what services you offer? It's really easy. I make it pretty easy to get hold of me. You go to the front page of WP Tonic, there's a whacking big button, book a free consultation with me, and you can have a half hour of listening to my English tones and hopefully some wisdom. I'm not too sure sometimes, but I do my best. You, you, we can have a half hour discussion and you can ask me anything. And also on the website, we have an easy um, message system and you can send me a message asking me anything. But if you want a face-to-face conversation using Zoom, if you can't use Zoom, we can speak on the phone. Um, I'm really happy to spend a half hour with anybody and give them some advice, Doug. Well, perfect. So I just want to say thanks so much, Jonathan, for taking time out of your day and just, uh, you know, shedding some light on the opportunities for people that are in the, uh, you know, that want to develop or have a online uh, course and just giving them some options of what it might look like if they owned it instead of rented it. Oh, that's, I've really enjoyed the conversation, Doug. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 
Well, there you go, listeners. I'm a huge fan of owning what you can um, and uh, renting the minimum amount of um, platforms so you have control over your data and control over your look and feel of what you're doing. So I've had a look through um, Jonathan's website and he's right. It's very easy to connect with him. Um, it's funny that he said that it's very easy to connect because so many websites and uh, often mine uh, probably falls in that category. It's not easy to find how to have a conversation. But in Jonathan's case, it is just head over to w tonic.com uh, and there he is or wp-tonic.com and you can connect with them there and there's a live chat that pops up so i want to say thanks again to jonathan thanks for tuning into this episode if you have any questions don't be shy reach out to jonathan or post a comment in the bottom of the show notes when the show has been published and we look forward to serving you on our next episode that's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.